This is Mo and McGee on Fantasy. Welcome in to Mo and McGee on Fantasy, bringing you the last of the NFC team or uh, divisions. We have the NFC West, where it's loaded with fantasy talent. Fantasy talent that you're going to want in Derek's Mega Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, we've mentioned a couple times we loved playing in Derek's Mega Bowl. We already got our assignments in Backstreet Boys division. You know, as a Backstreet Boys fan, I'm more of an AJ guy. Kevin, I don't know if you know all the uh, guys, but um, you think you're in, you're kind of more of an NSYNC fan yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 in the NSYNC division, probably uh, uh, assigned there. And yeah, you seem uh, like more of a of a Lance Bass for sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, <your> tone. <laughs> I I think I'm a fantasy champion, and I will be the champion of the NFC or the uh, NSYNC division in Derek's Mega Bowl. Go follow Derek's Mega Bowl on Twitter. Just go to that little search button, type in Derek's Mega Bowl, and it'll be the top hit. Little pro tip for you, or you go sign up at his email, which Logan has here. It is Derek's Mega Bowl at yahoo.com. D E R E K S Mega Bowl at yahoo.com. Go sign up. I want your money. Yeah, I want your money, especially if you're going out and drafting a bunch of Seattle Seahawks uh, who are going to finish last in the NFC West. Um, I think that is definitely um, solidified in the court of public opinion at this point. Uh, just huge question marks on the defensive side. Um, talk about teams getting old. It's a team that's getting old. Um, and then who's going to be the quarterback? Drew Locke, Geno Smith, Jimmy G, if they manage to trade him uh, within division. I don't know about that. but uh, And it's really sad because there's a lot of nice pieces surrounding those guys. Yeah, where where does your opinion on this team change if they do go out and get Jimmy G? I probably boost Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf five spots each. Okay. Um, yeah, probably similar. The defense is going to be pretty bad. Drew Locke has shown that he's not afraid to chuck it, which is pretty good if you're if you're going to go out there and spend a draft pick on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, I'm actually I actually think DK Metcalf might hold out, Kevin, and. You know, we could potentially see him miss miss some games. Uh, I don't think he really wants to play with either of those guys. That would be okay with me because I trust the talent of Tyler Lockett, and if he has the whole market share um, of that receiving core, that makes it an easy decision for me, and I will be getting a lot of Tyler Lockett. Yeah, so both of those guys are currently going Metcalf 19. Uh, Sorry, wide receiver 19th around the 55th pick. Tyler Lockett 79th pick. So you are getting quite a quite a few round, a uh, two three round discount on Tyler Lockett. Um, and Kevin, once again, we're, I'm going to hammer this all summer. Tyler Lockett is going ahead of Adam Thielen in fantasy drafts right now. That's uh, I don't. That's know. a mistake. Yeah, I. I agree with that, but that's more because I'm high on Thielen than a, a real conversation about Tyler Lockett. Um, well, let's get it. What, what do you want to say? What's your real conversation about Tyler Lockett, Kevin? Let's some of the other guys that are being drafted ahead of Tyler Lockett. Yeah, let's hear them. 
it's Gabe Davis, Mari no. Cooper, yep. Darnell Mooney, Amon Ross St. Brown, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, uh, suspects. Uh, uh, aside from Hollywood Brown, I'm drafting Tyler Lockett over the rest of those guys. Okay. Kind of a boom bust. Kind of, kind of a boom bust. Um, but I, I think there's going to be questions about DK Metcalf's potential availability, potentially um, just if, if he is playing his motivation to be on just an absolute bad team. Um, but I, I think Tyler Lockett will be solid. Um, at the running back position, also a lot of questions. You have Chris Carson back if he's able to play. Um, but then also Rashad Penny's major resurgence late in the season last year, and then they bring in Kenneth Walker. Any of those guys intriguing to you? I think that's another wait-and-see fab situation there, Kevin. Um, Rashad Penny probably gets drafted, I'm guessing. Chris Carson, based on name value, probably gets drafted. Kenneth Walker? I don't know. It's a mess. Rashad Penny, I have at the 85th overall pick, RB33. So you're uh, going to have to pick him in the seventh or the eighth. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. Okay. I, I'm, but that's because I'm high on Rashad Penny. He has the highest um, average yards per carry, or the second highest, I'm sorry, average yards per carry um, since in the last three seasons. Um, I think he's a really talented player that missed a lot of time due to injury. And for that reason, he had been buried um, kind of in people's minds. I think he will do big things. Kenneth Walker scares me a little bit, um, but I think same spot too, Kevin Kenneth Walker, I, I think might get the age of Dylan treatment where it's set out a year, not do too much, but bring in heavily in, in, in year two. Um, if Rashad Penny's not around, um, the following year. All right, let's play our favorite game, Kevin. Rashad Penny or Ramondre Stevenson? Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny or A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon. Rashad Penny or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Uh, probably Clyde. But probably Clyde. Last one. Rashad Penny or Devin Singletary? Rashad Penny. Okay, wow. Um, Devin Singletary actually going about 26 picks higher than Rashad Penny right now. So Yeah, I, not high in Devin Singletary. But we keep on trying to talk about the Bills. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to talk about. I'm excited for that. I think I'm done with the Seahawks, though. I yeah, think. yeah, they're going to be bad. Um, bad quarterback play. I think you probably still try to take a flyer on those wide receivers, see if Drew Locke can find something, um, maybe take a dart throw at one of those running backs. Noah Fant, if you miss out on a run of, you know, a run of tight ends, he's not a terrible option late. But like we've Good said, flyer, like we've said through these NFC podcasts, tight end is just a flyer group. Um, so you're going to have to take a shot there if you don't spend a high pick on one. Who I have finishing third in the NFC West. Interesting, we got three good teams. Yeah, it it I have the Arizona Cardinals 
fresh off of a Kyler Murray extension today. Um, could be a really good team, but I think missing uh, DeAndre Hopkins for six games is really going to hurt them. Um, defense is very, very, very streaky. There's some nice pieces there, but can they all put it together at the same time? I don't know. I feel just so much more confident about what the 49ers can do and what the Rams can do. I have the Cardinals slated third. Um, offensively, you're looking at Kyler Murray, who's obviously high quality option in fantasy because he can throw, he can run, um, and put up a lot of yards on both sides of, of that equation. James Conner is brought back. Um, Daryl Williams is brought in. And then at, as far as the pass catchers, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, until uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and Zach Ertz at tight end. Yeah, I'll start with tight end. We just got done talking about, you know, tight end's a flyer. Uh, Zach Ertz is slightly above that. He's kind of the, that little small tier after the six. There's a, a little small tier where you're feeling pretty comfortable about six, just like six targets a game maybe for Zach Ertz. Um, getting older, but... Uh, and they drafted Trey McBride, who we both liked. Yep. Rookie rookie tight ends usually take tend to take a year. Uh, then it'll kind of be the Trey McBride show probably next year. Um, so I like Zach Ertz as that if you miss out on the top six and you still want someone who's a little more dependable and you're not taking a flyer, he's a nice option. Um, I'm interested to see what your take on Hollywood, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green in the wide receiver room. I know you're really high on Rondell Moore, but I think Hollywood Brown is going to eat. Um, has the Kyler Murray connection from Oklahoma. Um, I think he's one of those guys that got open a lot in Baltimore, and sometimes Lamar would struggle to get it to him. Sometimes he just struggled with drop problems. I think Arizona's going to be an opportunity for him to put it all together. I would draft Hollywood, Hollywood Brown um, pretty closely after um, wide receiver 12, maybe more like 13, 14, but um, Jalen Waddell, um, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, all guys that are going ahead of him right now that I, I would be drafting Hollywood Brown ahead of. And you look at receivers that are going after him gets kind of scary. Um, You know, I think we both really like Jerry Judy behind him, but that's kind of a wait and see. What does Amari Cooper look like? You know, um, I think Marquise Brown is a pretty safe bet to get some targets. Yep. Um, Rondell Moore, I want to hear you talk about him. How high would you take Rondell Moore? How confident are you that Rondell Moore will have a breakout? Pre-Marquise Brown trade, I would have taken him around, you know, wide receiver 20, probably. Um, now, I, it just sucks because they're, so, they're such similar players, uh, small, speedy. I just have a hard time envisioning Cliff Kingsbury using both of them at the same time. Kind of seems kind of redundant. Um, but... Marquise Brown was not a slot guy in Baltimore. He was not really a slot guy in college. He's more of an outside receiver threat. So is there still a role at, for Rondell Moore as a slot target? Um, yes. 
And I think, you know, for the first six games, I'm going to want to have some Rondale Moore on my team. Once DeAndre Hopkins gets back, that target ceiling just gets absolutely trampled. Yeah. Yeah, it'll get trampled. But will there still be enough for him to be viable? I think so. And maybe I'm being a little... Oh, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> I, I, I started thinking about that. He's going at wide receiver like 60. He's going super late, 64. So you're drafting him around Tim Patrick. Um, struggling to even find other wide receivers. Alec Pierce, Van Jefferson. Jeez. Super low. Those guys. You can get him basically for free at the end of the draft. And I, I think, think Logan I will. will. I think I will, Kevin. <laughs> um, in the backfield, talked about James Conner a little bit. I'm pretty high on him. Uh, can he stay healthy is the biggest question mark for me. Um, and I don't typically factor that in. But I think James Conner is a special case where we've seen him consistently beat up. And for reasons not because, oh, he pulled a hamstring. For reasons because he runs through the goddamn wall. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also like James Conner just cause I don't think any of the options are, you know, going to challenge him for touches. Um, so as long as he's healthy, I think he's, you know, a pretty firm, you know, back end RB one kind of guy with potential to be higher than that if he's healthy and thriving all year. Um, but could I also see myself in week six spending $60 of fab money on Eno Benjamin, I could see myself <laughs> ending up in that situation, yes. Um, but I think, yeah, he's ri- he's a risky pick, but there's a lot of potential there. That's where where you're going to draft him is a spot where you're going to have to make some really tough decisions anyway, and I think the upside makes it an easier decision. Yep. I, I totally agree with you there. Anything you want to say on Kyler Murray, I think we agree that he's in that middle tier of, of quarterbacks where they have potential to be a top quarterback, but they're not they're not Josh Allen, they're not Patrick Mahomes. Yep, yep. He sits in that tier two for me. Um guys that could be QB one, but um just takes more, you know, falling from the other guys than anything that he's going to do. We kind of know Kyler Murray's game by now. 500 rushing yards, 4,000 passing yards, some interceptions thrown in there, but yeah. On to the team that will finish second in the NFC West, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Very interesting game. Very interesting for me. Oh, Team. 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 I thought you said very interesting take. I was like, I think this is (laughs) <laughs> Pretty firm, but okay. I'm I'm going along with it. Been relying on their defense a lot with Jimmy GQ um, at quarterback. Um, I think that'll continue even with Trey Lance at quarterback. Um, but we know that defense is solid. They're gonna they're gonna be able to win any game. Um, they're they're just simply not gonna give up enough points to be totally taken out of it. It's just can they. Can they score those last few points to push it? Um, get get the tally in the win column. Um, Trey Lance at quarterback, Elijah Moore, or I'm sorry, Elijah Mitchell, um, Brandon Ayuk, 
Debo Samuel coming off of a huge year, and then of course George Kittle. Uh, who's what? What group do you want to talk about first? There. Let's talk about the wide receivers um, because Debo Samuel is going to go super high. Are you drafting him and? you know, thinking to yourself, you're banking on like those 60 rushing attempts this year. I, I he's, wouldn't. He's fought very hard against that. I think this whole off season. Yeah. I think he's fought very hard against that. And also they they spent another third round pick on a running back. They're trying their damnedest to find a running back to take that, that work that Debo was getting closer to the red zone. Um, hopefully between Trey Sermon or uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, they do find one of those guys because I'm going to be out on Debo and I don't want him on an opponent's team killing me. Yeah, exactly. And that's the risk you run not drafting <laughs> Debo because if he does get those 60, you know, rushing attempts, you're talking about, once again, high-end wide receiver one that's going to win you weeks. Uh, just based on rushing ability alone. And there was multiple games where he had like one catch and then buddy, buddy got you fancy goodness on like a 50 yard touchdown run <laughs> or something. Um, that's just kind of unheard of in the fancy landscape for sure. Yeah. We've been waiting, 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 waiting. Brandon Ayuk, when is the breakout? Does it happen this year? Or is, is it time to give up on Brandon Ayuk? I don't think it happens this year. Um, I like him as a receiver but and i think trey lance is a good quarterback but i think if if kittle's healthy and and debo's around ready to catch the ball and is in the backfield less Ayuk just doesn't soak up targets in the same way that um that debo has or, or kittle has at times um and then trey lance is going to have some designed runs i i think the amount of opportunity is going to shrink a little bit and he just hasn't shown that he can do a lot with that, with a small amount of opportunity. Yeah. Let's talk about that backfield. You kind of mentioned a little bit, they drafted Tyrion Davis price. Jeff Wilson has seen some run Uh, Trey sermon. I think I drafted him in a lot of fifth rounds last year. Um, But there was Elijah Mitchell that popped up um, and People spent a lot of dollars, a lot of waiver claims on Elijah Mitchell. The fantasy community doesn't seem to be loving Elijah Mitchell going as RB24, about pick 70, Kevin. Do you do you kind of take the take the swing there around that area? Yeah, I, I think I, I do take the swing on him. And I, I think a lot of the fantasy community is scared off by the perspective D, Debo Samuel in the backfield taking away red zone touches uh, combined with Trey Lance potentially taking away red zone touches. But this 49ers team wants to run the ball and Elijah Mitchell will get the the first run at it. I think he's being drafted very, very low Um, on a point per game basis. Very solid running back last year. Um, I, I believe he was in the top 15. I expect him to repeat that. Yeah, in, injuries were really the the factor last year that kind of derailed his, you know, really good rookie season. If he can stay healthy, I, I really do like him as a high-end RB2. Um, and I would definitely draft him above that pick slot, uh, especially if he goes zero running back, Kevin. I mean, 
we don't talk enough about the strategies that some people can go through. If you're drafting wide receiver, wide receiver, and then you're staring in the third, fourth round, Elijah Mitchell is going to be looking pretty, pretty good. Absolutely. Nothing else to talk about with the 49ers. Let's move on to the Rams, um, who I have slated to win the NFC West. Um, They kind of reloaded a little bit, um, bringing in Allen Robinson, um, getting a healthy Cam Akers back, bringing Aaron Donald back on a a nice little contract. Um, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner coming in. Just kind of up and down. It looks like they got better, and they were really fucking good last year. Yeah, you know, you know, um, I I don't like the idea of we saw last year in Tampa Bay like just running it back doesn't always work, um, and so I do like their approach of not like running it back necessarily. There's a lot of the same players, same major players, but they also brought in some more veteran player more veteran leadership to continue a run um so we saw last year daryl williams have a really nice fantasy season but who who was running the ball in in the super bowl it was cam Akers. um is cam Akers going to take it over this season yes and my reason for why is we saw cam Akers take over the backfield coming directly off of an Achilles injury and in a shorter time frame than was was expected. He could not have been playing healthy. I know he didn't look incredibly efficient, but they are very excited about him and uh, they're going to use him. And what's better than uh, a good running back on a very good offense? Not much. Yeah, that's true. Um, my, my scare with Cam Akers is he is going above some guys that I know you and I both, really like uh he's going above saquon right now going above zeke going above Brees hall jk dobbins uh any of those names you know outside of saquon you kind of pause about yeah i think the only guys off of what you're listed that i take cam makers uh or that i take cam makers ahead of are Brees hall and um uh whoever you fucking last and J.K. Dobbins. Um, what I'm hoping happens is we get to the preseason and Sean McVay, who never likes to play as starters, trots Daryl Henderson out there and people get excited about Daryl Henderson again. Um, that Cam Akers ADP slips back a little bit and he falls kind of back into a, an area that I'm comfortable with. But yes, with so many people being high on him, I'm probably not going to get him as much as I want to. One of my uh, preseason draft favorites was Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, Kevin. I mentioned him a couple times. Um, Just had insane pass blocking numbers. Like he was the best pass blocking running back by far. And that's a skill that can get you on an NFL field pretty early. Do I think he jumps Henderson and Akers? Absolutely not. Do I think there could be some live fantasy value there potentially? I do. Not not saying you should draft him, but just a name to kind of perk your ears up a little bit about. Um, Cooper Cup going in the first round, high every draft. We don't need to talk about him too much. Um, even though I, the, the only thing I want to there's a little regression coming. Yeah, there's going to be a little a little regression coming. But at what point 
do you draft Cooper Cup and or Justin Jefferson as the top wide receiver? Um, is that pick five, pick six? Uh, depends on what you think of Derrick Henry coming off injury, but yeah, five, six. I probably start to take Coop, uh, Cooper Cup and Jefferson. Um, it's you know I don't I don't know what fantasy football is going to look like in five years, um, but I do know that the number of wide receivers going in first round is going to jump, um, just because their value is is like, you know Cooper Cup alone got people a lot of people to the playoffs last year. Yeah, and, and teams are passing more and more every season. I don't think that we'll see kind of a return to old school with teams pounding the rock. I think this will just kind of be how the game develops. And I agree with you that wide receivers that can get, you know, 15 or more touchdowns in a season are, are going to become more common and they're going to get picked really, really high. You got burnt on Allen Robinson last year, picked him high. Where are you at with him this year? You think he soaked me in gasoline and burned me again, Allen Robinson? (laughs) All in. I'm ready to get hurt again. Um, Do I think Cooper Cup still finishes as the wide receiver one? My opinion, yes. Um, Do I think that Allen Robinson can scoop up what Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham were combined last year? Yes. I think Allen Robinson... We talked about regression from Cooper Cup, so some of that's also coming his way. I think there's potential for two top 12 wide receivers on this team. Um, They're happy to throw the ball. They have two great wide receivers to do it. Um, I think Allen Robinson is a a special talent. We saw that when he was playing with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Now he has Matthew Stafford. Blake Bortles. With Blake Bortles. And now he has Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, and you're looking at the cast of characters that, that he's getting drafted around, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Drake London, Rashad Bateman, Christian Kirk. It's like, yeah, Allen Robinson definitely stands out in that group. 100%. Um, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, probably nothing more than, you know, maybe an occasional flex play if you're desperate. Um depending on who wins that third receiver job. Yeah, they'll have good weeks when Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup get locked up, but that's never going to be consistent enough for you to stream them, I think. It would take an injury for for them to be fantasy viable, in my opinion. Yeah, and come on down to the tight end flyer range. Tyler Higby, another tight end flyer for you there. Yeah, there's probably 20 different tight ends that you could take after the sixth. Like, it's wide open, 7 through 27. Yep, absolutely. Kevin, anything else on the Rams? I think they're Super Bowl favorites. Really? I would I would put them ahead of Chiefs, Chiefs and Packers. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think until Sean McVay shows us that he's not a good coach, um, I mean, he had Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm not gonna doubt doubt Sean McVay. You've been listening to Mo and McGee on fantasy. Go sign up for Mega Bowl. Any final words, Logan, before we end it for the week? No, super excited to do the AFC podcast a little later. Um, hopefully, we'll get uh, 
our good friend and chief super fan Greg Rainey back on to I know he has a few <laughs> different takes about the Chiefs than we do. We might not agree on some of those, so we're excited about that. Looking forward to seeing you guys then. Yep, see you folks. <laughs>